you're tuned in to the Neo Academy podcast. My name's Mark and welcome to another episode of Neo Ideas, weekly insights from the world of education. Do teachers in further and higher education really need training? Is there, as the head of Eton College feels, a gap between standards of teaching at secondary and further or higher education? Sure, the environment is different, expectations are different, and perhaps in the traditional system at least, the higher we go in education, the more emphasis there is on what the learner does than on the educator themselves. Perhaps. We're not convinced about all that. Aside from the fact that education should see the learner in the driving seat all the way through, it's easy to see where there might be a notable difference in the standards and approach of teaching when you move from secondary to FE or HE. This is not to demonise the hardworking professionals who do everything they can to enrich the experience of further education or the institutions themselves, but let's at least dive into why we might have an issue. We will come back to what we might need to do to address it, but we'd love to hear your thoughts as well. So please do reach out. The training gap is not the whole story. Teacher training varies so much around the world, but one thing remains relatively constant, which is teachers of K-12 education must generally do standardized government recognized courses to prepare. And teachers at FE and HE have a wide variety of options from institutional learning programs to self-development, and even just strolling into the classroom with a whiteboard pen and saying, let's do this. At K-12 education, the formal pathways are generally rigorous, extensive, and prepare the teachers to do well within the education system that exists around them. They learn about safeguarding and methodology, inclusion, special educational needs, a host of other important things to help them get the best out of a traditional classroom environment. This training's just the beginning and not the end of their journey. And they'll certainly learn every day with that solid foundation and many go on to regular professional development in formal and informal settings all throughout their career. In further and higher education, however, as one UK recruiter put it, many FE employers are willing to overlook the absence of a teaching qualification provided you have considerable expertise in your chosen field. This industry expertise is not simply left at the door when taking up a teaching job, and a great many professionals continue to do both at the same time, teach and keep their job. Why? To remain current, in touch, and let's face it, solvent. Education is quite often the pay cut for those coming in from the corporate or private sector, but the desire to teach is one we respect, we should listen to, and practical experience is extremely valuable in academia. So now we've got professional experts in the lecture theatres and in tutorials who, as the OECD tells us, quote, face barriers to participating in training due to lack of support or incentives and conflicts with their work schedule, end quote. Yet we mostly agree that we need these self-same practical experts in education so we're not divorced from what happens in the real world. It's not an easy fix. We also have the culture of research in higher education which attracts a lot of PhD students who really want to be part of this world, yet often as a condition of that PhD, they're asked to teach some classes. And this often happens with just rudimentary support, like an introductory course in teaching, sometimes just online. Some doctoral candidates love the opportunity to teach. Some develop the love for teaching. 
but there are many who just want to be getting on with their research and to whom teaching is an added stress they just don't need. If you're anxious about public speaking, for example, teaching is even more of a challenge, especially with 50 hours in the laboratory every week. In some European countries like the UK and in most parts of Germany, institutions will hire a teacher if they are willing to, quote, work towards a teaching qualification. But that can be open-ended and often doesn't apply to those who only do a small number of class hours. Professional development and education in teaching might be encouraged, but it's not always required. In other countries, there are many institutions who have no official policy on this at all, and they just hire according to shifting internal criteria, sometimes just based on what they need at the time. Yes, there are a great many FE or HE teaching programs out there and institutions which oblige or at least support their teaching staff to undertake training. But in many parts of the world, especially in private institutions, this is not the norm. Does it matter? And why should learners, institutions and educators start to think about addressing this? What are the obstacles in our way? The need for teacher training and professional development. We didn't say qualification and we won't. Some of the most amazing and inspiring teachers we've ever seen have not gone through formal teacher training. They were, however, experienced in mentoring, encouraging, reformulating, knowing when to stop back, when to step back. This is really what we're talking about here. And whether this skill is formally or informally gained is not the point. There are teachers out there who experiment, reflect, learn, iterate every single class in pursuit of the best learning experience for their students. But there are also some who are teaching as they themselves were taught and just not going any further. We need to tackle the basics. The idea that a passive or semi-active lecture is actually education is frankly outdated in a world where simple information transfer is now a wholly digital affair. Reading PowerPoints to Generation Z and then giving them a quiz belongs to the 1970s and is just asking for trouble. Just look at how angry some students are in reviews of their institutions. The understanding of how to create positive conditions for learning, how to help learners exercise more control over how they construct their knowledge and knowing how understanding is built, tested and internalized. This is all critical stuff. And yet so many learners are still being talked at for two hours, taking furious notes and doing the actual learning at home as they sit and make sense of their scribblings and actually start to construct the knowledge on their own terms. Is anyone happy in that situation? Is it reasonable to assume that educators and learners both want to finish a session feeling positive and knowing they grew and developed? We think so. Yet we also know that so many teachers in FE and HE who are really struggling to engage their students and are losing sleep at night over how to do better but it's not an easy thing to address. And this is not the only story out there. Am I even a teacher? The obstacles to professional development. The first obstacle we encounter in this journey is the self-perception of university and college teachers. Many lean into the idea of being an educator or a professor, and they even get a cardigan with elbow patches and a cluttered desk in a dimly lit office. Perfect. That's a stereotype, but it did the trick. You see here, we're talking instead about the teacher who breezes in from a day in the office to deliver a lecture in financial accounting or a tutorial in drone engineering. If you ask those people what their profession is, they'll often answer accountant, engineer, but not teacher. They're here to impart their professional knowledge and experience, but 
encourage them to undertake some professional development and education and you get a very perplexed response. Why? Aside from not even perceiving themselves as teachers or educators, the conflation of professional spheres gives rise to another obstacle and that is the idea of just what teaching is. Many professionals coming in to teach in FE and HE are skilled communicators, but communication is multifaceted. Polished presentation skills might be finely tuned to an outcome such as persuasion or impact in the corporate world, but the skills to help listeners engage and internalize new knowledge can really be quite different. And even then, is a presentation really the best we can offer in an age where neuroscience and psychology tell us so much more about optimal learning environments? The issue of communication is equally acute for the research side of academic institutions. A PhD candidate in cellular biology who, despite having been alone in her laboratory for several years with sheets of data and little need to communicate anything until that data reveals something, suddenly finds herself in front of a lecture theatre with 200 young minds. They look at her from uncomfortable seats, mobile phones in hand, wondering what she has to tell them that's more important than their doom scrolling. In the institution, who runs that? In the business school, is it more business or more school? You'll almost always find that institutions measure teaching quality, usually in the form of student questionnaires, but there are not always mechanisms in place to support the teacher who's struggling. You present their teacher with their five out of 10 score and a vague platitude on doing better. But the real question is how? Where do we go from here? What is the support available? How do we meet this challenge? Well, we need your ideas here. And we also need to dive into a few more of these to gather some insight from our amazing community of extraordinary experts, passionate professionals, and boundary pushing uh, buddies. Let's pause, reflect, and come back to this and see what other solutions might be out there. We've said this before, but one more time for those in the back row. Being an expert, being an expert in a subject does not mean we know how to communicate it to others. Loving what we do does not mean we know how to inspire others. Learners are growing up in an age where they can micro-credential their way through a variety of episodic learning as and when they need it, crowdsource solutions, bypass the need for formal qualifications, and so much more. If we do not place more value on the craft of education and on a learning environment that is more human than humdrum, we will lose them. Thank you.